Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan with Great Ministries. Want to welcome you to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you again for this week's podcast. We thank you for those who have joined us. We pray for those who will share this podcast with their friends, their family, their loved ones, especially the unsaved. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of Jesus, amen. I want to finish Love Month with the love of God. One of the attributes of God is that he never changes. This means his character of love never changes, that his love for us never ever changes. We are encouraged with the words found in Deuteronomy 7 and 9. Therefore, know that the Lord your God is, He is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. As Christians, we must never forget God's promise of mercy for us because of his love for us. Psalm 36 and 7 reassures us with this statement, How precious is your loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. My friends, this is truly a tremendous blessing that we can rest in God's covering love just as a baby bird who can count on wings for protection. God's love is so awesome that merely the shadow of his wings provides shelter. God's overwhelming love is expressed in Ephesians 2 and 4. It says, But God, who was rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Folks, you and I are totally corrupt sinful people. It would take a loving, merciful God to forgive us. God's love is so great that not only does he love those who love him, but he also loves the unlovable. It's up to each individual to accept his love for us while realizing that we are unworthy to receive it. This is what grace is all about, and it is a topic that I'll cover in a future podcast. Romans 5 and 8 summarizes the fact that we have not been saved our entire life. It says, But God commanded his love towards us, in that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. My brothers and sisters, we have no right to condemn anyone just because we have accepted Christ. He died for us while we were still in our sinful state. You may not have done the things you see as distasteful sin in others, but God treats sin as sin. I have a friend who is having some of her body art removed, because of the negative perception she's receiving. God has removed the sin tattoo on each of us and sees it no more, because in spite of our sinful nature, he still loves us. He does not look on us negatively. The wondrous concept of God's love is that it is poured upon us. Look at God's creation, the multitude of birds in the air, the fish in the sea. When God does something, he does it big. And so it is with his love. He doesn't disperse his love one drop at a time. He floods us with his love. Romans 5 and 5 teaches, Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. My Christian friends, we are empty vessels designed to be filled with God's love. Yet some choose to fill themselves with drugs, alcohol, sex, money, fits of rage, envy, and jealousy. This list is not all-inclusive, but you get the point. 
The choice is between accepting the love of God in our lives or dismissing His love. When we choose to accept His love, we live in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5 and 18 reminds us that do not be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. We are not filled once and for all with God's love, for we are a river of love. God's love will flow through us to other people. We are a river, not a reservoir. We are to empty ourselves of God's love, give it to others, with the expectation that we will be filled again. Listen to what Titus 3, verses 3 through 6 says. For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving lust and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior towards men appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. My friends, we were in a terrible condition before God saved us. We could not save ourselves, and there was nothing we could do to save ourselves. That is the essence of God's love. He saved us when nobody else could. Psalm 86 and 13 proclaims, For great is your love towards me. You have delivered me from the depths, from the realm of the dead. Ken, folks, we were dead. D-E-A-D, dead. Because of our sins, we could not have fellowship with God. But now, thank God, we can. Just as David acknowledges that God had saved him in the past, we must call on God in times of need and allow him to show his love towards us. How many times have you decided to handle a problem on your own only to succumb to the sheer weight of the problem. After you put in a prayer request, God steps in and solves the problem. I can't tell you how many times that I say to myself in amazement, okay, God, now you're just showing off. Thank you, God. We have a covenant relationship with God. We love him because he first loved us, affirms 1 John 4 19. We did not initiate this love relationship. God did, and we respond to it. If I were to ask you, what is the most famous Bible verse? Some of you will answer Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Others may select Psalm 23 and 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. A quick sidebar about this verse. As a young boy, I remember this verse and wondered, if the Lord is my shepherd, why would I not want him? This shows the importance of having a Bible that you can understand as you read it. Okay, back to the question. The most famous Bible verse, it happens to be John 3.16. You football fans see the verse on place cards in the end zones of football games. And Tim Tebow wore John 3.16 on his eye black during the 2009 BCS championship football game. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. My friends, the Bible says that God loved the world, not a specific group. His love for the world eliminates any particular religion, any distinct race, any special tribe, or any singular nation. He loved the world. Therefore, God's love is available to the entire world through Jesus Christ. Allow me to spend a small amount of time on the phrase, 
that he gave his only begotten son. God's love gift to the world was Jesus, who is the second person of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The word begotten means the only child or only son. Jesus' uniqueness is shown through his constant communion with the Father, his glory as a representative of God's glory, and his place as mediator of salvation. John 3 and 18 confirms that he who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Additional unique elements include the sinlessness of Jesus, his authority to forgive sins, and his knowledge of the Father. Just because you know who Jesus is does not mean that you trust him. As Christians, our belief goes beyond the knowledge of him we rely on him. God's great love for mankind is that none should perish. God's love offer is Jesus to those who believe in him and on him. Our reward is the gift of salvation and everlasting life that follows. If you have not made the ultimate choice, which is to accept Jesus as your Savior, won't you do it now? Pray this prayer with me. Father God, thank you for loving me so much that you gave your son to take my sins away. I accept your offer of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to God's family. I encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request, as well as your praise reports, to hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries. Also, continue to share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and especially the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the donate button. Or you can mail your donation to P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048. Or call us with any questions at 678-693-2204. Be blessed and have a great week.